It's the Friendly Fire Show, episode 145 for the end of August. I'm Steve from Survivor, and with me is always... Ben from Survivor. Yeah, and uh, it's a special one, Ben. We're just going to talk about one game and one game only. One game which you were very excited to play. I played for the first time at E3 a few weeks back, and now you've finally got a chance to play the whole thing. Uh, I finally got a chance to play it at all. I hadn't oh, played it true. at all. I forgot you were, we're so talking jealous about-, about that. I know. We're talking about Remedies Control, uh, if you hadn't clued in by now. Uh, I was really excited for it. Ben, were you excited for it after playing at E3 in June? I was very excited after E3. Uh, to be honest, I, it wasn't really massively on my radar beforehand. It was a little, um, but I, I hadn't really grasped what it was until I played it then. So uh, so I was very excited after getting a little taste. And now I've played the whole thing. I think it's it's one of my favorite games in a long time. So absolutely. Nice. Now, uh, are we spoiler casting it or are we generalizing? No, this is a clear non-spoiler episode because it's, the game's only out today as of time of publishing. So, uh, no, no spoilers here. Fine. Uh, we'll maybe do another one later on Yeah, because I want to talk about the ending. But we won't talk about the ending. I'll keep it very uh, general, which is good. Um I really like it. If you haven't heard about it, um, what Remedy has kind of told us ahead of time is that you play as Jesse Faden, who is uh, someone who walks into this weird area called the Federal Bureau of Control, uh, which resides in the oldest house. And uh, very quickly, Jesse finds herself as the director of uh, the Bureau of Control. And uh, she's figuring out what the Bureau is as we are trying to figure out what it is and learning how to kind of tap into a power source that's within her. Uh, there's combat very similar to what you've seen in Quantum Break or Max Payne without the bullet time or Alan Wake. Uh, anything you want to add in my very brief opening, Ben? Uh, not really. I think you've summed it up there. I'd say story-wise, not that we're going to go into the story, but it's one of those games where you could follow the whole thing really deeply if you want. Um, there's an achievement for up to 120 collectibles or trophy, but there's at least 250. I think you said Luke got about that. And there's potentially more. I got so to 260. 260. So if you actually listen to all those audio logs or messages or recordings and you've read all the documents, you could really delve into the story quite deeply. Or you could kind of ignore all that, just kind of say, yeah, I'm in this old building. And I've got to kill some monsters and, and just play the game. So it's one of those where you can either really grab the lore and love it, or you can kind of leave it to the side and you didn't really have to pay that much attention to still really enjoy the game. Yeah, and in addition to that, I guess there's also like probably around 15 to 20 side missions that are optional, uh, mm. and there's just kind of little cool corners of the uh, oldest house, which is kind of like a shape-shifting ancient thing. Pretty um, modern house, that- actually, for something called the oldest house. There's a lot of modern tech in there. A lot of TVs. Well, actually, they're the- pretty old screens, actually. <laughs> The thing is, in the oldest house, you can't have like a phone, like a cell phone or something because new technology doesn't work in it. And that's Ah, like one of the first documents you pick up. So I don't feel like that's too much of a spoiler. It's a weird, supernatural, Twin Peaksian kind of uh, building that goes with the Twin Peaksian kind of vibe. Um, I think I probably spent about 20 hours or so with the game, getting pretty much everything. Yeah, I'd say that. fair? I'd say I've played this a lot more than... I thought I would. So we've played for about nine days so far. I checked my first and last achievements on my way to a thousand gamer score. So nine days, probably about 20 hours over that time. Uh, 
and it's a rare game where I've, I'm, I'm sure you're the same. I picked up the thousand without actually going for any achievements, really. I just got it through playing. Not that it's an easy game to just get your easy trophies or achievements, but it just how they mapped out works really well. So, yeah, I'm proud of my first yeah. thousand game score before a game's been released. First and well last. done. I was um, <laughs> I was worried and like very dedicated to mapping out every single collectible I picked up, thinking I'd need to find 120 of them to mm. get that achievement. And there was probably like 120 in the world, but yeah, there's over double that. Same thing for there's more side missions than you need to actually finish for the achievement. There's only a couple like kill so many type of uh, enemies or use a special way of killing people style achievements which is good it's kind of just comes naturally through play which i like um maybe a couple of the kill in a, in a certain style were designed to try to get you to play using like the shield burst as an example but i hated using that ability so i kind of stopped as soon as i had to or as soon as i could yeah well that's a good spot to go if we can talk about the abilities you have from a gameplay point of view uh, that's not spoiler yeah. at all, really. It's just uh, it's it's the main thing. So obviously, people will see shooting probably as the first thing if you were to just watch a, a gameplay video. Uh, and the yeah. weapon, how that works, is quite different to most games. I would say that's the point of difference for control in that you don't have to pick up ammo, but you do have to stop firing to recharge depending on what type of gun you're using. So you've got about six guns, I think. Uh, two of them can be loaded yeah. at once. I, what did you use most? I pretty much just used grip, which is just the straightforward shooting gun and a little bit of the, the shotgun uh, scatter. So I kind of set on those early and I didn't really change too much unless I had to for the boss. I switched between those two and one called Pierce, uh, which is just like a one very powerful shot that you got to kind of charge up. Yeah. So I uh, found... The cool thing about the guns... Sorry, yeah. go ahead. Well, I was just going to say Pierce as well. So I needed to use that. There's a couple of bosses where you really need that because the others won't do any damage, one in particular. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of – there was a few times where I, I wasn't having much success and I kind of paused and I thought, what am I doing wrong? And nearly every time it was I needed to use Pierce. So I needed to just change my loadout for that one moment. <laughs> the, the cool thing about the guns, plural, is that they're really just one gun. So, like, her service weapon is – the one gun you will actually pick up, but it kind of changes configurations to be those different like firing types, which is kind of cool. Yeah, we just have to uh, unlock them. So, and you can you upgrade yeah. the service weapon as uh, opposed to unlock new guns. That makes sense. There you go. Which is cool. Yeah, and there's mods in it that uh, you can add to get more health drops, or you know, require less energy to fire, or to gain back energy for your other kind of abilities that you have. Um, and there's like up to five levels of kind of different mods that you can apply. Some are specific to gun types and some are just kind of generalized. So it's kind of allowing you to pick a gun type, pick how you want to customize the gun for maybe how you play. Um, and then that is all tied into the abilities that Jesse has at her disposal. Um, and one that is kind of weird, it's, it's been shown from the start with control is her ability to levitate, but that really doesn't come till probably like halfway through the game, I'd say. Well, it depends what order you do it in. So you've got the main missions, obviously, and that's where your ability unlocks are tied to. Uh, but if you were to stop and focus on side missions, you wouldn't have levitate for most of the game. But it can it plays yeah. a role in combat, but there's a, there are a few late stage things where you really need to be able to, for lack of a better word, fly to get to, to get to new things. So they use that kind of that Metroid style. You can see where you need to go, but you can't get there because you don't have the ability. Uh, but yeah, it's it's not one of the yeah. main abilities in that you don't have it for most of the game. Yeah, 
Uh, and then tied to that, you can do like a ground slam, as you can in most games, or you can fly, um, which is also quite useful, at least uh, to get to one hidden location that I'm aware of. I don't think I could get to it otherwise. Mm. And you kind of do a Superman into the ground or into a wall, depending on where you aim it. Uh, she can do like a telekinesis kind of like, what's it called? Launch. Uh, launch. So that's what you're using most yeah, of the time. Yeah, where you like grab something. You grab something, yeah. uh, so like a chair or a desk or a lamp or a fire extinguisher, something that's around and you launch it back into enemies to do massive damage. Uh, you need to use that on anything that has a shield because that's how you get through it and then you fire at it. Um, if there's no item around, she'll just kind of rip some of the wall off. So you don't actually need something around to, to use it, but it just kind of looks cooler. Um. Yeah, and that's how they tie it together. So you have an energy meter and an ammo meter, and once you you need to kind of use them sparingly. So you use your power, uses up some energy, takes some time to recharge. Once you've got rid of their shield, you might fire at the enemy for a while. Then you need to recharge your your ammo, but you've recharged your en- energy in that time. And if you're playing that right, uh, you pretty much dominate every battle. But I would say combat is actually quite hard. So it, it never feels brutal or like the game's cheating against you, like some tough games. But it's it's certainly not super easy. Oh yeah. Um, so the, the combat to me feels very much Alan Wakey, especially when you have enemies with shields. Like it just feels like you need to use your powers. Like Alan would use a flashlight to kind of get rid of the shield and then you start shooting at a bad guy and that's how you kill them. The, the easiest. Um, lo- all, all these abilities have a whole bunch of different, uh, upgradable tiers. So with like launch, as we were saying, like you can pick up small objects to begin with and then you can upgrade it to pick up larger objects or do more damage. Uh, and then you can eventually start picking up like dead enemies that have fallen around you that you've killed already to launch at other bad guys. Um, and eventually like you can take projectiles that people lob at you and lob them back, which is kind of cool. And all these different abilities have that kind, that same kind of um, ability to upgrade. Uh, she's got something called seize, which like lets you take control of enemies to use uh, as allies in battle, which it takes a little too long to activate that, I feel. So if there's a whole bunch of bad guys around, you can't really waste time sitting there holding X while she takes this person over. Um, but maybe you had better success with it than I did, Ben. Yeah, it's, it's probably like four or five seconds initially. And then your upgrade for that is uh, it reduces that duration and then eventually you can seize multiple enemies at once. Uh, initially, I didn't oh. use it much until later on in the game where I was coming up, up, up against so many enemies that I kind of felt a bit alone in that it's just me versus this massive group of AI. So uh, seizing an enemy to kind of take some of their fire became a really good strategy. I wasn't really seizing them to kind of help me. I was just seizing them as another target. So uh, I used it more later than I thought I would because, as you say, it takes a while. But once you plan a bit, like anything else in the game, you kind of have to get in cover while you're doing it so that you're you're uh, not getting hit because you, you can't do anything else while you're seizing. Yeah, well, and so like, kind of going back to what you were saying about nothing feels cheap. Um, I never had a lot of trouble with garden variety bad guys. Um, and I kind of just stayed to the ground and used launch and evaded with like the B button is kind of like a little evade dash that she has. Um, the problem I had with bosses that I couldn't use that mentality to fight a boss. Like you really need to use all of Jesse's abilities, especially levitate. You have to kind of get up mm. in the air and try to like dance around in the air or else you're basically just a sitting target. Um, and it was when I kind of had to force myself to use all of those skills at the same time is when I found I was doing better in boss battles, especially with some of them, like you're not looking at the ground and there's some mechanic that like makes a huge hole, like 
form in the ground. And more often than not, I would die to a boss by falling through a hole in the wall yeah. or through the floor. One in attention. particular, I died to that same so, boss several of- times through those same holes. So uh, the boss, the bosses <laughs> are the toughest and most of them, I think that one actually you do have to fight, but there's, there's a couple of tricky ones, which are side missions. So if you really didn't want to do it, you didn't that have to. That one you to. don't actually. Oh, you don't have to do it. They're all side missions. They're okay. all side missions, which is really strange. I only figured that out writing the guide for it um, afterwards. Mm, okay. It's just, it's strange. They're all kind of optional, which is cool because some of them are really frustrating. And one in particular uh, in the bottom of a pit, uh, I tried repeatedly and just, I wasn't powerful enough. And there's stuff coming out of the ground that really made you fly in the air. And I barely had levitate uh, leveled up. So I couldn't stay in the air that often. And I was falling back to the ground and dying and I was just getting really frustrated. So I just left it for a while, came back, with new powers and just destroyed the boss, which was kind of cool. Ah, see, so <clears throat> that one, it's good. It doesn't hold your hand. You can do it when you want. You can leave it. You can try to tackle it. Sorry. Go well, ahead, the one you were just talking about then, I actually found to be the easiest boss because I did it quite late. So I could already levitate by then. Yeah. There was a bunch of stuff on the ground, as you said, which killed you, but I just pretty much stayed in the air and I'd pretty much maxed out levitate by then. So I could fly for ages. <laughs> uh, and I was just debating constantly. Oh, yeah. So I, I destroyed that thing in like, you know, two or three minutes. Um, but there were a few others, Nice one which I complained to you about, which uh, I just couldn't get past at all. And it turns out I was doing the wrong thing. Um, I was too focused <laughs> on there's a certain, there's an, a red item that you could grab and launch at it. And I kept thinking that's what I have to do. Um, but ultimately using Pierce was the way to kill it. So sometimes some of them you just had to, you get so focused on what you think is the right thing. But if you just kind of step back, go do something else and come back to it, you kind of realize, hang on, I could tackle this in a different way. And that's every time I got stuck on a boss, that was the way to get past it. Think about something else. What else could I do here? Big time. Um, so I, I, I want to talk about all this stuff, but I'm not going to. Uh, let's focus on some of the characters. So Jesse is, um, uh, what's her name? Courtney Hope. Uh, who was in Quantum Break, and she is a soap star in the U.S. Uh, Young and the Restless, I think, is what she's on. I'm not even sure. Um, she stars as Jesse Faden, but if you're a fan of a Remedy game or two, um, there's a lot of people from past games who make an appearance. So uh, the voice of Alan Wake stars as uh, Dr. Casper Darling, who's the head of the Bureau's research department and very integral in the story. Uh, the director of the Federal Bureau of Control is voiced by the guy who did the voice for Max Payne, um, which is also very cool. And I had a tangent somewhere that I forget what I was going to go to, Ben. So I'm just going to kick it over to you. Okay. Well, that's, that's all the celebrities <laughs> I know. I didn't actually know, aside from Courtney Hope, I didn't know anyone in this game. <laughs> uh, but they all do a good job. So, yeah, I didn't realize there was so much. Did you sound, did you hear that? You didn't hear the voices? Oh, man. Well, here's the thing. I know, so there's... Wasted opportunities. There's, uh, you know, everyone's looking at a, a Remedy game to see where all the Ellen Wake references are. But I, there's no chance of me picking those up because I played that in 2010. So we're talking nine years ago. I really, I don't remember that much about it. I remember that I liked it, but I, I don't know specifics. So those things, <laughs> similar voices, any like vague reference, it's going to go straight over my head. Even to Quantum Break, that was only three well, years Well, I ago. wrote 3,000 words. Okay. so. Y- yeah, well, I don't think there was a lot about Quantum Break in it, to be honest. I was looking, and I couldn't see anything. But I wrote, like, 3,000 words about the Alan Wake stuff, which I will not talk about. And you can go read it uh, now or when you're ready, because uh, it's very spoiler-heavy, uh, of course. Well, that's exciting. Did you... But it, it makes me excited. Did you replay Alan Wake recently, or is it just so ingrained in your mind that you, you know everything about it? I probably replay it once a year, 
and like I don't finish it necessarily every time I replay it, but it's on Xbox with backwards compatibility. It's on Steam. It's was free on the Epic Game Store, so it's really easy to get a copy of if you haven't played it or haven't played it in a while. Uh, and it's still relatively good. It's a little um, clunky and old, as it would be. It's ten years old, but um, still still holds up. I think if I have to make a giant call, uh, Alan Wake is better than Quantum Break, but I think Control is better than Alan Wake in my books, which is saying a lot. I think. Be cool. Well, it is a lot more modern, of course. So they've had time to refine and improve oh, yeah. and, and use the the end of life of this console generation, really. So tech wise, I think there's more going on than you think. Because uh, everyone's always looking for how oh, amazing yeah. this game looks, but the there's a lot of destruction happening. So using launch, you can just destroy like whole rooms of stuff, um, and you kind of don't even notice because we're so used to that type of thing happening. But technically, with how many enemies are on screen sometimes and that happening, it's actually it gets quite heated in some of the battles. So I don't think a game like this would have been possible yeah. last generation or even earlier this generation. It's something that's using the end of life power well. So there's this one little side thing that you can do where, like, you just get, like, a bureau alert and you can go and, like, kill so many enemies in, you know, 15 minutes or whatever else. I don't know. So I was in this room waiting for the bad guys to spawn and it was glitched and the bad guys didn't spawn. So I just had something, like, hovering beside me, like, using my launch power, waiting in case something appeared, I would just throw it at it. And it was, like, a chest of drawers and it was slowly kind of rotating in the air. And it was, it's so stupid because, like, it's one of those things that you kind of notice and it's, like, really neat. But, like, who's ever going to really take note of these kind of things? But, like, as soon as the drawers were, you know, like, with the, the openings, the doors of the drawers, like, facing downwards, they'd swing open. And, you know, as it came back around, they'd slam shut. And I know it's not, like, a huge thing, but, like, it's just kind of neat that that was doing that. I don't know. I just thought it was cool. I don't I take note. I took note of it. I thought it was neat. Um the other thing with the oldest house is that it does shift around a lot. And you've probably seen the kind of, you know, a room starting to spin and kind of get that weird, like, mirror effect. If you have a mirror that you turn on to each, you know, to its own reflection and you kind of start seeing this weird spiral into nothing. And there's a lot of that kind of stuff happening as well, um, which sometimes looks really good. Sometimes on Xbox, I think you were saying this too, you get a bit of frame rate drops um here and there it can slow down to i I reckon they're probably a 10 frames per second briefly when a lot happens but it it comes back out of that pretty quick so uh digital frowns will no doubt hate it and say it's the worst thing ever but i i get past it pretty quickly because you're you're straight into the next battle so (laughs) that's right yeah i found that control points um which are basically like uh checkpoints that you can used to fast travel and stuff whenever i would travel between control points i would just have to wait for five ten seconds for things to kind of just settle down before yeah I there was again. that and there's but the the map doesn't load points so it just loads up fun. with your your fast travel points but the map, i don't know if you had this yeah. well, the map doesn't come with it and so you have to wait for like 10 or 20 seconds for to actually know where to go because this is a game where one of the the main things is the map will tell you where yeah. to go but you don't have that waypoint on screen with you it Reminded me most of Metroid Prime in that you know which area you need to go to, but you have to figure out how to get there yourself. And once you're in the room, what you need to do isn't necessarily on the yellow dot. It's just in that area somewhere. So um, not having the map load straight away is actually a problem because you need to look at which hallway do I need to go down and, and where should this area be? So a little odd. Yeah. Yeah, but 
again, like I I look past those things pretty quickly because uh, I just really like to explore. And if I'm waiting for the map to load, I'll just it's do something pre-launch. Else, but, so yeah, it's quite likely that will be fixed by the time the game's out. So hopefully. And the only I guess thing that we should probably point out is that one of the side missions is. Uh, apparently, well, it, I, I'm going to call it. I think it's broken. Um, one of the enemies that you need to kill to fulfill the mission objective just doesn't mm. spawn, as far as I can tell, and as far as you can tell, it so, doesn't. Um, people on PC that I've spoken to don't have the same problem. So I think that'll be spawning. another day one fix. It's probably just a playing early type of thing. Easy fix because uh, you can kind of gauge when enemies are going to yeah. spawn in, so it just doesn't trigger it for that one guy, which is kind of annoying. <laughs> yeah. Well. I'm sure we'll have a chance to actually complete the game. Very really, the only problems we've already had is that uh, the only else? thing I didn't like in terms of a, a one of the mechanics or one of the, the styles of missions, as you just mentioned before, the bureau, the bureau alerts, uh, they just kind of pop up randomly and say, you should go here and you've got 18 minutes to go and kill some guys in a room or whatever it is. Um, but every time that would happen, I'm in the middle of something else. So I really, I don't want to go do that. Um, so I did it to the, achievement yeah. completion level and then i just ignored them all uh and i just i don't think it fit did you get any more after you yes. got the achievement because i don't think i actually did it once i've I, done the five uh, for the achievement maybe I just was really and i good get at them all the time them. and i whenever you die it says you failed the current one that you've got active uh and i get that all the time too so oh yeah i honestly didn't notice anymore um the other thing that that you can do are board countermeasures um which are like little you know, side objectives that you can complete, like kill 25 of this enemy type or kill, you know, people in this location. Um, I found that a lot of them were really specific and nowhere near where I wanted to go and be, um, or they were enemy types that there just weren't a lot of around. So um, a little tip with that, because there is an achievement tied to getting 25, uh, is that you can basically just accept quests and abandon them and you'll get new quests popping up. Um, so I was kind of just killing any quests that I didn't want until it was like, kill 25 hiss rangers which are basically cannon fodder um just so i could get through that and then i never touched a board countermeasure again once i was finished with it it's it's one of those things where like it's clearly there to try to pad the game out but i don't think it was it's just to try to make you use different abilities and you know some of them use a certain gun on certain enemies while levitating stuff like that uh and you know i found it as i did do it when i when i had it and it was telling me that i'm currently doing this thing um I would try and get it. So it worked from that point of view. It changed up the battles a little bit. But as you say, once you get the 25 you need, there's really no incentive because you, you unlock more mods. Um, but by that stage in the game, you have so many mods that you've dismantled most of them anyway because uh, they're just everywhere. Like collectibles, yeah. you're getting mods constantly. So it's not something you need to continue with. But for a little bit, it, it did change how I played. So it was fine. Yeah. Um, I guess... It's hard to talk about some of the stuff without talking about it, really. So I'm going to be vague, and hopefully it still makes sense. But there's a lot of places to explore that offer things like mods. Um, it's little puzzles that are completely optional, just kind of hidden around. Um, so, you know, keep an eye out for those and complete them. Because, you know, if they're not going to give you something rewarding, they're at least kind of interesting to do and um, help with the world building and the lore building, which I quite enjoyed. Um, there's always something to kind of see around every corner in this really strange building with like parapsychology and, you know, like luck and probability rooms and that kind of thing. So I really enjoyed that when I wasn't fighting people or looking for collectibles. Well, I was probably That's looking for collectibles doing. still. But anyway. yeah, the puzzles are really cool. So there's a couple which you have to do for the story and they're 
probably easier, but they're still, compared to most games like this, I think the puzzle element has kind of gone out of that third-person shooter um, story-based game. They're less and less these days. So even those ones um, are better than what you find in most other games. But as you said, if you want to get certain collectibles or different outfits, um, there are some trickier puzzles. So they're totally optional, and um, they're quite enjoyable yeah. because I know everyone always goes back to this as a Metroid-style game, but it's it's one of the, the cooler parts of that that, that a lot of other things don't do. So if you're into puzzles, there's some great ones here. Yeah. And like, it's just utterly crazy as well. So it's really cool. The thing about the oldest house is that it's this building in the middle of New York's Manhattan, but people just don't see it because they're not looking for it. And the house can hide itself. So it's the perfect uh, headquarters for this bureau who investigate the paranormal, basically. Uh, and I guess the, the key kind of concepts is that there are objects of power, um, which the director uh, has a lot of uh, attenuation to. So the uh, service weapon that Jesse has is an object of power and uh, binds to the director only she can use it. Um, and then there's kind of other objects of power that either help or hinder you along the way. Uh, and they're different from things called altered items, um, which can cause altered world events. Uh, so I think we I've talked about it already, so I don't think this is too much of a spoiler, but... um. Back at E3 2018, we were shown uh, a guy who was trapped in a cell looking at a fridge. And as soon as you walk up, he's like, oh, man, thank God you're here. It's been a day. I have to look at this fridge. If I don't look at this fridge, something horrible is going to happen. The fridge is an altered uh, item and it causes an altered world event if left unchecked. So there's all that kind of like weird stuff. Like who would think an inanimate object like a fridge or a, you know, pink flamingo or something could could be so devastating, but it uh it really is, which is neat. What do you think about that whole kind of like supernatural aspect to it? Is it kind of just side nonsense, or were you uh, into a bit it? of both? So I got into some of it, but probably not to the same level as you. Like I know you had previous connections to the fridge, and I'm just you know you're talking about the guy was called Philip, but um at that stage he was just some bloke looking at a fridge to me, so I I wasn't that connected to it. Um, so to me these things were all still uh-huh. you know ultimately a boss is what you're getting at at the end. Um, but if you want to, yeah, if you want to pay attention to it. There is yeah. kind of a whole story to it. Um, it is one of those games that early on you don't notice how supernaturally it's going to be, and it's really how much you want to let yourself into it until you get to the very end of the game where it's it's full on. So it kind of builds, I'd say. It's not all in your face straight away, and and that's part of Jesse trying to yeah. figure out what she's doing as well and what's happening because um, she's really, you know, I think she says at the start of the game, I'm more fam- like more familiar being a janitor, not being the director. Um, so yeah, you, you hear a lot and a lot of the story progresses through yeah. her thoughts. So she will speak to a character and then she'll kind of say something in her own mind, kind of referencing them, um, often sarcastically, just being like, yeah, right. Um, I'm sure you'd be a lot of help, stuff like that. Uh, so <laughs> I think that kind of helps you get in touch with it a little bit more that you kind of get her reaction to it while she's trying to figure it out. Uh, so yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Well, I don't know if there's much more to say about it, to be honest, without me starting to stay, say stuff that I shouldn't just yet. So um, final thoughts or anything else you wanted um, to say first, Ben? All I'll say really is so I've been playing this for about, I've been playing this like <laughs> a week I'm and trying. a half. Uh, and it's one of those games where, I, you know, you'd sit down at night. Um, I'm going to play for another hour or so, then I'm going to do something else. And then three hours later, still playing. And, you know, you kind of think, I'll just do one more mission or I'll do one more side event or whatever it is. And it, it grabs you for, for way longer than you expected. And it did that to me every time I played it to the point that I finished it this morning. Um, well, I finished it yesterday and then I went back and did a few more side missions this morning. 
And I don't know what I'm going to do with my time now. This has been taking up all my free time for the past week and a half. And it's, you know, when you finish that game that you're so invested in and you kind of hit the point of, all right, I'm done with it now. What do I do? I don't have the energy to start another game. I don't really want to. Um, yeah, and I just haven't had something that's grabbed me like that for a long time over such a short period as well. So, so yeah, there's not really much more you can say than that. It, it's one of those games that will really grab you if you let yourself be grabbed by it. Um, and it works really on all fronts. So combat, puzzle, story, it's all great. Go yeah, play I could on the again. I could do. Or I could play Is something new. <laughs> yeah, got to move forward. <laughs> what about well, you? Well, there you go. Uh, there's two, at least two DLC expansions planned, Remedy said. So that's something to kind of look forward to. I'm really happy to think about the prospect of jumping back into control with some new stuff to do. Uh, I love it. I am currently torn between kind of giving it a 9.5 or a 10 really in my brain. Um, I haven't written the review yet, but I've got some time before that happens. Uh, and yeah, like you said, it's when I wasn't playing it, I was thinking about it or I was just kind of wanting to be playing it. Um, I still think there's probably a lot of little hidden secrets that we haven't uncovered. Um, and this is one of those games that I haven't done this in a while too. Like I was talking to you about things like, Oh, I'm not like, let me talk about this with you and see if I can figure out what to do here. And I was talking to Luke about it and I was talking to Lance McDonald about it. And I haven't had a game like that in a while where I want to, you know, like engage with my friends and be like, Oh, did you see this room? Did you try this? Like, I think I'm almost on, you know, the right track here. I I'd like that kind of game. I like that. I've been able to be this excited about a game because it doesn't really happen that often anymore. I just kind of go back and play Destiny or Apex or something and just play because it's there. Um, this was something that I was like really happy to be. Well, and from that point, I like that it has an end. So, I mean, you can keep looking once you finish the game. There's more secrets to explore. You can get all the collectibles. But unlike a Destiny or an Apex, it, it, it clearly has a you've you've done everything to do here. And I, I like that. There's resolution. DLC is coming, of course, but it's, it's not a game you're just going to go back yeah. to because you want to go back to it. You kind of hit that. I've done everything and I've completed it. And I already like that in a game. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, I think we'll call it a day we will, then, we've, Ben. We've controlled control, so we've got it under control. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yes. We have to finish now after you've done that. That's just a... You don't think under control is a good name for this podcast? <laughs> okay. Oh, okay, let's do it. I was going to call it Men of Control because I thought you were going to talk about Man of Badan, but um, stay locked to the site to read your written Absolute. thoughts uh, probably around the same time that the we'll Control get around to that comes next out, episode, to be honest, perhaps, so. because I've not finished playing it yet. I haven't killed everyone off. So uh, next episode for that one. Well, <laughs> there you go. Um, Blair Witch comes it's out on the month 30th. of horror. Uh, as well as Man of Badan and Control. So, Yeah. And I'm about to jump on a plane to go to Vancouver to see Gears of War 3. But it's not called Gears cool, of War Gears 3. Five, it's called actually. Gears 3. Sorry. Um, Gears, Gears 3. Oh, yeah. What did I say? 3. Jeez, Anyhow. I don't know what's going on. Gears 3 <laughs> is not the game I'm seeing, uh, hopefully. Otherwise, that's a trip for nothing. Uh, so when we come back, maybe in a fortnight's time, we'll uh, have forward a lot to, to talk about it, at least. Easy done. Cool. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for listening. And oh, yeah, I should do all the stuff. Uh, Survivor's the website. I am S right AU on social media. I am media. Ben underscore ben. Salter on social media. And I okay, think now we're done. Thanks for joining us. Goodbye.